All right. Good morning. And welcome to O'Reilly's Anonymous, a vision for you, a big book study. My name is Craig Eck from Recovery in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, today's date is uh, October the 30th, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book. We're going to be on page 162, the first paragraph that starts every few days. This doctor suggests our approach through a great increase in this helpful exchange. Today's readers are for the steps, uh, Sue L., uh, for the traditions, it's going to be Darlene H., uh, our big book Hi, readers. Hi, Nancy P., checking in. Our big book readers will be Nancy, it'll be Rachel P., and then uh, for the first reader, and then Nancy P. Did you get me, Craig? Uh, I'm here. It's Nancy I, P. I, I got you. I, I got you. Nancy P. is going to read the uh, vision for you on page 164 at the end of the meeting. Uh, just in time, Nancy. And we're going to, Colleen M. is the newcomer greeter. Pete B. is going to be the host for the second hour. Okay, the reference number for yesterday, Sunday, uh, October 29th, is uh, 20,000. 785. 2075. OA Preamble. OA Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions. Neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition, states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Sue L. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, and thank you, Craig. Sue L., Texas. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 
intend continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11 sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. In 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, and I'll pass. All right. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to ask uh, Darlene H. to read the 12 traditions of overeaters. Good morning, everyone. This is Darlene H., recovered in Columbus, Georgia. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be re- should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book on page 162, 
the first full paragraph and begins every few days, this doctor suggests our approach through a great increase in this helpless spirit. I'm now going to ask Rachel P. to begin reading and share. Rachel? Good morning. This is Rachel P., actually Rachel K.P. now um, in Pennsylvania. Um, Page 162, every few days this doctor suggests our approach to one of his patients. Understanding our work, he can do this with an eye to selecting those who are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. Many of us former patients go there to help. Then in this Eastern city, there are informal meetings such as we have described to you, where you may now see scores of members. There are the same fast friendships. There is the same helpfulness to one another as you find among our Western friends. There is a good bit of travel between East and West see a great increase in this helpful interchange. Um, with this paragraph, so when I read this paragraph, it, it reminded me so much of a paragraph in the doctor's opinion, um, where Dr. Silkworth wrote about this, um, some form of moral psychology was of urgent importance, but its application presented difficulties beyond our conception. Um, and then later in that paragraph, we are perhaps not well equipped to apply the powers of good that lie outside our synthetic knowledge. I was taught to replace the good with God, you know, and there the doctor is saying that, you know, psychology may offer some, some help to people suffering with mental illness, with addiction. Um, however, it doesn't even touch the spiritual solution. And uh, that is why, you know, the, the doctor recommended this solution to to people as frequently as, as this paragraph um, on page 162 outlines. Um, every few days, the doctor is suggesting AA to, to their patients. And, you know, I'm thinking about my own personal experience. I work as a substance use counselor. Um, I just entered the field a few years ago. and I would do the same thing. Um, and I got into to OA through a counselor myself as well. Um, you know, and, and while, you know, psychology may offer, you know, some, some helpful, helpful things um, for various uh, presentations, um, nothing works that, that we have seen and that I personally have seen as effectively as the steps. And it's the spiritual solution. Um, willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. That is the key. That is what this book is all about, is, is helping me find, helping us find power greater than ourselves that can solve this problem. And, you know, if, if I go about this work and these steps, believing that the problem is the food, that the problem is my weight, I'm only going to get so far. In fact, I'm, I'm probably not going to get far at all, um, if at all. But if I, if I go about this work understanding that I have a spiritual malady, that I have a spiritual sickness, and that is the reason why I was eating and using, you know, other, other behaviors around food and control, restriction, et cetera, um, because I have a spiritual malady, I have that spiritual sickness, and the only thing that can solve this problem, this symptom of the food, is the spiritual solution. And that's what this book teaches us, and, and that is, 
the basis upon which this fellowship has grown. And, and you know, now we have this beautiful fellowship that we have, um, which I'm so grateful for. So with that, I will pass and I look forward to hearing other shares. All right, thank you very much, uh, Rachel, for getting us started. Um, next, we're gonna take a list of names. Uh, remember, remind you that if we ask you if you shared on Thursday or Friday, that you uh, uh, step back and let somebody else have a chance this morning. Uh, so who would like to share on this paragraph, please? Katie D from Boston. Hi, Katie. Hi, Baltimore. Hey. Uh, Alyssa R. Rivka. R I V K A. Karen W. Oh, Rivka. Sharon. Karen W. I got you, Sharon. Say oh, Sharon Karen W. With a K. Oh, Karen W. All right. Thank you. Julie P. Julie P. All right. Who else? Vasa O. Vasa O. Have a few more. It's your opportunity to speak up. Not a mad dash this morning, but this is a good paragraph. Julie B from Ohio. Julie B. Was there a Julie P a minute ago, or was that you? Um, no, B for me. Yes, there is a yes, Julie P as well. Oh. All right, so I got a Julie B in Ohio. All right. Who else? How about one more before we uh, start sharing? Well, all right, let's get this show on the road. Uh, Katie G, you're up, Katie. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Thanks for taking the meeting. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, and I'm recovered from compulsive eating, and I no longer suffer from anorexia or bulimia. You know, there's so much here. I had somebody recently ask me, why don't you just stop OA? Like your dependency, you're doing, your whole life is filled with OA. You know, and I have to tell you, um, because of this program, because of walking into these rooms 16 years ago, my life is lived on a spiritual basis. Like I literally don't know how to do differently. You know, there were, um, there were some, some, there was some life going on in my house this weekend. And I don't understand, and I don't have to, how living life on a spiritual basis, how doing step 10s, letting it go, doing step 10s, letting it go, allowed me the privilege 
of staying out of exercise bulimia, anorexia, and compulsive overeating. And these fast friendships, I mean, there is this like language of the heart. When I get on the phone with you and you know me, you know my pain, you know that hole in my soul that I talk about before I picked up the food. This isn't about, oh, the first time I ate. This is about the first time I felt the ism of the disease, the ism. I separate myself from you, from God, and from other people. I already said that. So myself, God, (laughs) whatever it is. Anyway, and you understand me. But you know what? Here's what's even more important. We are bonded not in like the way where I'm throwing up all over you, but in fast friendships based in the traditions. You know, I'm very careful when I speak with other people. I don't talk about anybody else because I have learned in the rooms of OA that if I'm not unified with other people, if I'm using names in my step tens, I'm not going to get to God, right? Because I'm going to get biased information. And these fast friendships are based on, you know, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our lives, depend upon unity. So thank you, God, I get to live life on a spiritual basis. And then I learn how to be a grown-up in relationships, which I don't know about you, but I'm like, you know, whatever my real age is, I won't say, going on, you know, four. So I need to learn how to have normal, healthy relationships. And thanks be to God for you (laughs) and for myself that this meeting grows me up and it helps me realize how to be in touch with my God with my inner self, but most importantly, with all of you, with God's kids. And I thank you, and with that, I pass. Okay. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Next, we have uh, Rivka. Rivka, right. Thanks. Um, Good morning, everyone. Um, Thank you, Craig, for your service. Uh, Rivka, our gratefully recovered compulsive overeater, um, and it's so good to be back home and back on this meeting. Um, been away for almost seven weeks helping some of my kids, um, which is a tremendous blessing and also a miracle that I wasn't obsessing about food, even during some challenging times. Um, but anyway, re- reading this paragraph, I, I was thinking about the words who are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. And I asked myself, what does it take for me to be to to recover on a spiritual basis? Because I think for like the first thirty years that I was in and out, um, I, you know, thought I was working a good program a number of times, but I, I don't know if I was really willing to recover on a spiritual basis because there were certain things I was hanging on to. So, almost like three years ago, I think I finally got that willingness. <laughs> And hello, I think I finally got that willingness and ability to to recover on on a spiritual base. It made all the difference in the world. So to be able means that I have to be willing to let go of my way of thinking. So I think for those first three decades, on a scale, just so I could feel like I was okay and worthy of being loved and wanted. And so the first thing when I came back on a spiritual basis was to let go of that number. And, and focus on the fact that, yes, I want to be in a healthy body because that's God's will for me. But the number on the scale will no longer determine how I feel about myself. 
every morning in my morning meditation, I, I do thank God for a magnificent and holy body that's perfect for me and for his purposes for me in this world. I can't, you know, then I can be a model of recovery and, and not just want to be a model in a magazine. And of course I'm grateful to be in a right-sized body, but my worth is not hung up on that anymore the way it used to be. I also became willing to, to recover on a spiritual basis this time by taking responsibility for my feelings and not blaming reactions. Once I'd been released from the obsessive need to constantly overeat and get approval and trying to control what's not mine to control and feeling like a victim, I can focus on my real purpose, which is to reveal godliness by aligning with God's will for me. And I know when I'm in alignment with my soul because when I'm in alignment, there will always be an increase in power, connection, and joy. And when my delusional power, my ego, is taking over, there's always a loss of power, connection, and joy. So my job is simply to notice what's going on in me so I can get back into alignment. So these words came up in me when I was thinking about what it means to recover and live on a spiritual basis. It's like, call it my, my 5-H club. So I need to be honest, humble, helpful, holy, and happy. And thank God my higher power gets me there today. So I'm so glad to be back and so glad to be on the line with all of you. And with that, I pass. Have a great day, everyone. Okay, thank you, Rivka. Um, Rivka, I don't know if I got it right yet. Um, Next up, we have Karen W. And Karen, if you'd tell us what city you're from, I'm supposed to be asking that. Good morning. This is Karen W. from Katy, Texas. Uh, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, the willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. Uh, when I first got here, I had to pray for the willingness to be willing. Uh, it didn't come overnight uh like i wanted so many other diets or fixes you know fix me and i wanted it immediately it it didn't work that way Uh, and it's taken time and i feel like the willing and able were the key that opened the door to my god for me to stay on a spiritual basis and you know i have that good forgetter uh, so uh, this is daily reprieve, as we hear it so many times throughout the program. And I need to do uh, readings and meetings and talking and listening and praying to my higher power on a daily basis. Otherwise, my brain thinks I've got it, and that's when I don't got anything, and I go down the wrong path that leads me back to the compulsive eating and I don't want to go there again. So I welcome all newcomers that may be listening. Uh, keep coming back. Don't give up. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. You just need to keep coming back. And if you go to a face-to-face meeting and there's only two people there, it's you, me, and God. God is always with us whatever your God may be. And um, those are some of the meetings that I tend to remember the most because you get to be a one-on-one with the other person. And maybe it's because of a, a hurricane or some strange 
God event that happened and there's only two people in the room, but those turn out to be, at least for me, the most meaningful uh, heart opening and um, gifted meeting. So I just urge everyone to keep coming back no matter where you may be in the program. And I thank God for this program and Bill and Bob. Everyone have a blessed day. Thank you and I'll pass. Okay, thank you very much, um, Karen. Now next we have Julie P. Julie, tell us where you're from, please. Good morning. My name is Julie P. from Minnesota. Um, currently on day 15, coming out of my first relapse that I've experienced since I've been in OA. Um, thank you, everybody, this morning for your service. And what's really touching my heart this morning is just those few words, the same helpfulness to one another. And I really want to thank all of you on this line in this meeting that have shared in the last couple of weeks about your relapses. Um, without that honesty, um, it would be hard for me. Um, because of your shares, I've been able to reach out to some of you and to talk to you about what relapse is, why it happens, and I am just so grateful for that because without that helpfulness of one another, I would be sinking further and further into my disease because that's where it wants me to go. And I know that travel is a huge pitfall for me and um, I'm happy to report that I am in Indiana and because of all the helpfulness of you fellow members, I have been able to stay abstinent and emotionally sober and handed out candy to over 400 kids on Saturday and did not want a piece. And I am so eternally grateful for the helpfulness of all of the members on this line. I can't do this alone. Isolation will kill me. And I'm so grateful for those of you that have reached out to me, been available for me to reach out, because I just can't do this alone. And I just really want to welcome the newcomers and have a blessed day. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Next we have Vasa O. Vasa. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Craig, for your service. And I'm Vasa uh, O, calling from Port Charlotte, Florida, with snowbirds. But anyways, this is a great paragraph. Um, I just celebrated uh, my 37 years in, uh, on October 1986. I came in the program, and I don't even count the days or weeks or months any longer. I give it all credit uh, to my higher power. I don't boast about it. It is because, because of my great, the grace of God. I've been in these programs for all these years because, uh, again, uh, I my, remember my sponsor said uh, the only way I would recover from the food addiction it was if I find a power greater than myself. And, yes, I was ready to find a higher power than myself because over the years I've been looking for that higher power. 
I didn't know how to find it. Well, that this higher power, which I call God today, even before I came to the programs, I remember praying, and normally I did not pray that often, you know, to God or higher power. Higher power I was introduced when I came to the programs, but I remember before I came to the program praying and saying, God, if you are there, please show me where you are. And there, my higher power brought me to the 12 steps for Overeaters Anonymous. And I'll never, never be so more grateful. I, I never left because I didn't want to leave, leave. I didn't want to start all over again with the food addiction because I know if I went, took that one thing and I'd go back into it. So that's why I keep coming and listening and to people that are, have gone to a relapse and how I'm so proud of them coming back. You know, I had a friend went into a relapse and she died in it because she was too ashamed to come back. Which she had, you know, the body image. She said, well, when I lose the weight, then I'll come back. And that's why I came to the program. It's, you know, it is the, about the weight and it is physical, emotional, and spiritual. Of course, it's about the weight because I was obsessed. So from when I could, I couldn't even put one day at a time, not even one meal at a time before I came to the program. And for me to be abstinent from one day, two days, a week, when I would hear people, I said, this is a miracle. How are they doing it? Well, I'm doing what they're doing. I went to the big book. I read the doctor's opinion. I learned about the allergy, the physical, the allergy of the body, the mental obsession. And I've learned it all here. The steps, the tools, everything that I hear. I'm alive today. I'm so grateful that I could be there for my family, my children, and have grandchildren. And I, I wouldn't even survive not for, to wait to have grandchildren. I'd be probably a very sick or dead woman today. So thank you for letting me share, and I'm enjoying everybody's share. If you're a newcomer, just keep coming. They told me, come for six meetings. Vasa. If it's not for you, you can leave. Nobody's going to force you to stay here, or nobody can kick you out. And I'm here with all of you. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Appreciate it. Next, we have Julie B. from Ohio. Julie B. Thank you so much. Good morning. This is Julie B. from Akron, Ohio, proudly. Um, I am recovered uh, for over three years, recovered, not cured. Uh, thank you so much for your service as well, Craig, and for all those on the line. This meeting is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, it's just such an incredible companion to me. I love A Vision for You. I love OA. Um, this has just changed my life. I am feeling much more um, healthy in my body and in my mind. I'm so grateful for that and for you know, as this paragraph says, like, because every few days, you know, um, a doctor or a fellow suggests our approach to one of his patients. I mean, you know, just reading that, it's like, because of that, because of the growth of this program, I am able to not turn to food when I feel emotions. And um, I'm just so incredibly grateful for people out there, you know, obviously Bill and Bob and Harlan, Christy, Bonnie, Bernie, uh, you know, because of these people and the constant work that 
we all do in this program where we pick up the phone, we call each other, we lean on each other. Because of that, I'm able to live a life that is so much more um, fulfilling than just finding my next fix. Um, to the newcomers, I just want to say welcome and to continue in your path and continue to ask the question of how. Um, you know, the same feeling that you get, that we get from food, we can also get from the steps. And that's something that is so powerful because once you take the action, uh, willingness equals action. And so once you take that action and just continue on with the steps, you will find that recovery as well. I also like in this paragraph on 162 how it says that um, understanding our work, he can do this with an eye to selecting those who are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. I think the biggest words there are are willing and able and just, you know, again, that willingness equals action. So, you know, God does his part when we do our part. And um, I think that, you know, it's not just sitting there and worrying. It's surrendering. It's getting, for me, it's getting on my knees in the morning. It's um, meditation. It's sitting quietly in my closet, closing the door and putting on a blindfold and just being quiet and listening. Um, something that I'm really enjoying uh, about my spiritual practice now is just listening to God. Um, I would tell him before all the things I wanted but now there's a really beautiful exchange of, of listening. Um, I just wanted to say how important and amazing outreach calls are and how that exchange with people can really get me out of myself. Um, and I think that's all I want to share this morning. I just wanted to claim my seat and I'm just so grateful for this program. Let's keep it going and let's keep it growing, OA family. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, now we're going to take another list of names. So who else would like to share on this wonderful paragraph? Marion Kay. Marion Kay. Penny P. Hi, Penny. Chrissy Jane. Chrissy Jane. What paragraph, please? Okay, we're on page 162, the first full paragraph. Every few days, the doctor suggests our approach through a great increase in this helpful exchange. Julie K. Julie K. We've had a Julie P, a Julie B, and a Julie K this morning, so that's good. Carmela G. Carmela G. Sandra K. Sandra K. Yes. All right. Can I get one more? The silence is God prompting the people that are shy to step forward. Yeah. All right. Hi, Victoria L. I'm sorry, spell that for me. Victoria L. Oh, Victoria L. All right, Victoria. 
Thank you very much uh, for stepping up. Okay, let's get going. Marion Kay, your turn. Tell us where you're from. Hi, Craig. It's Gary and Kay with a D. Um, thank oh. you for calling on me and hearing me. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I'm from the Berkshires in Massachusetts and gratefully recovered. And so, always so, such a pleasure to be on the line every every single morning. I get pumped up for the day. Um, you know, it's just it's just such a just such a lovely way to start the day. Um, you know, and, and to sort of put my thoughts on the right path um, for the day. Because left to my own devices, that's not what happens. And um, I do appreciate everyone's share. And, you know, I was just, I don't know, I was envisioning um, like a field of wildflowers. And, um, you know, how maybe they, maybe it started out with one or two. But, you know, as time goes on, you know, there's just beautiful flowers popping up everywhere. And then when you, look from far away, all you see is color and beauty and, you know, it's not a wild bunch of things anymore. I just feel like that's what, that's what this program is all about. It's just us coming together, uh, you know, broken, obviously. We would not be here if we were, you know, champions of um, weight loss and, um, you know, and, and recovery, you know, we wouldn't be here. So, um, you know, I think we all, we all get together on a regular basis uh, to share, um, you know, the beauty that we have gotten from this program. And, you know, I, I'm just so grateful that all the meetings are available and, you know, COVID was an awful thing, but boy, the one true gift, in my opinion, is the, um, you know, being able to zoom in from anywhere um, to get, you know, recovery. So now we have, we have no excuse uh, to be at a meeting really anytime, anywhere. And um, that is a gift. That has been a gift for me. I moved, you know, I moved away from my home meetings, and uh, there's not many out here in the Berkshires, and so um, that is my main mode of uh, getting to meetings. And so um, I'm just so grateful, so grateful. There's so many choices and so many, so many amazing things. And also continuing to do service, you know, starting of meetings, um, you know, sharing at meetings, just being willing to step outside myself. You know, my very first sponsor said to me, um, you know, when I didn't want to raise my hand, I remember going to a huge meeting um, in Medford, Massachusetts, if anybody remembers that one, and, you know, just never wanting to put my hand up. And um, she said, you know, that's self-centered fear. Self-centered fear if you don't put your hand up, you know, and I never want to be self-centered. That's like the last thing I want to be. Um, <clears throat> so I've always remembered that. That's over 30 years ago that she said that to me. So. Um, you know, I always want to give back and put my hand out, even if I'm afraid, you know, speak up, even if I'm afraid. It's not easy. It's not easy to talk and share from our deepest uh, gut level feelings. And, um, you know, we're not professional speakers or, uh, you know, we're, there's, there's, we're just people coming together, um, sharing the gift of recovery and um, on a daily basis. And I just so, I'm so grateful to all of you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Darian. Next we have my friend Penny P from Tulsa. Penny, you're up. Thank you, Craig. I'm Penny P from Oklahoma, recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm grateful to be here. 
I just now am finishing up my medicine from COVID. I had it for since a week ago, and so I've been in the house for a week. Um, every few days, our doctor suggests our approach, which is vision for you approaches. Uh, working for me, I went through the doors of vision one year ago and went through the big book with a sponsor and I'm learning a lot from you people, you good people. Thank you for letting me share. Well, thank you, Penny. Okay, next we have... Uh... Chrissy uh, Jane, tell us where you're from. Hi, this is this is Chrissy Jane. I am a compulsive overeater. Uh, that's Chrissy Jane K. Compulsive overeater from uh, Pittsburgh, um, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've been in the program for 40 years. I've been I'm recycling. I call myself uh, back, and I had not. Uh, I I had to take the mystique out of sugar and the reverence of Halloween and all the holidays, given solid bunnies of chocolate at Easter time, whatever. When my kids were little. People were really yelling at me about that. Uh, I gave my kids kind of like a mini Christmas at Easter time. And for Halloween, I gave out pencils. And the kids called me the pencil lady. Look at the pencil lady. I got boxes of decorative pencils and handed them out and the kids enjoyed them. They thought that was different. They still do. I still hand them out. And you know what? If you end up with some left over, you can save them till next Halloween. And um, if you have a, if it snows or icy and nobody comes, it's okay. You can box them up. And uh, while you're sitting there, nobody eats pencils. Uh, it just was a good thing for me to take the reverence out of the candy for Halloween. And I just wanted to share that silly thing, uh, just, just something different. Uh, um, I don't know. And I want to pass by. Okay, well, thank you, Chrissy Jane, for your share. Um, I remind everybody that we're on page we are on page one sixty two, the first full paragraph that starts every few days. This doctor suggests our approach, reading through a great increase in this helpful exchange. Next up, we have Julie K. Julie, your turn. Good morning, Chris. Thank you, everyone. This is Julie K. Recovering in Bridgefield, Connecticut. Um, I'm super grateful to be with you all this morning. And, I mean, we're on page 162, friends. Our instructional manual is about to come to a close. So 
I don't know about anyone else, but was when I was a kid and I used to study, I hated studying. And so I would read the beginning of the textbook or the, the passages that I was supposed to read in the textbook, and I'd read the end. And I'd skip the entire middle. And I'm super grateful I don't do that anymore because uh, the middle is super important in, in our textbook. Um, but, you know, it, it, I'm, it, these are instructions still. We're still being instructed on how to carry this message. This is part of step 12. Um, and so I'm reminded that I am looking for, I'm looking to hear from someone that they are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis, but I also have to be willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. And it can't just be the lip service I used to give to recovering on a spiritual basis. Um, you know, back in We Agnostics, we are, we're asked a question. We have a choice. We're given, we're given really one choice. And it's, for me, it's the last choice that I get to personally make. You know, he is or he isn't. And what was my choice to be? I chose, I chose God over, over death by food. And I have to keep reminding myself, you know, these are not just instructions in this piece for how I am supposed to sponsor and carry the message. They're a reminder to myself, you know, I still have to be willing to have that spiritual practice on a daily basis or I am not able to recover. And it's great to have that reminder because I also have a built-in forgetter. And I like to take my will back and I like to make my own choices instead of asking my higher power, who I call God, to make the choices for me and to give me the ability to hear what choices are being made so that I can then carry them out. Um, and I'm super grateful that we get to start all over again in a couple of days or weeks um, right from the beginning. It's one of my favorite things about this meeting. We always go back to the beginning. Um, and that's about it. Hope everyone has a great week. All right. Thank you, Julie. Next, we have Carmela G. Carmela, tell us where you're from. Thank you so much, Craig. Carmela G., gratefully recovered for today from New York. The the sentence that really is driving me uh, this morning is the message of who are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. Because in the very beginning, the very beginning of this book, our instructions are two. First, we must find a power greater than ourselves and love that power. And second, get out of ourselves, out of ourselves and listen to a power greater than ourselves. And that is our job. That is our work. That was my, and I was so arrogant in my disease. I thought, oh, please, I'm not selfish. But I was. I was because I was always into self. How would I? What the food did for me. How I allowed other people to satisfy my need. Today, this program has taught me to be out of self, first putting God and asking for directions, 
asking for the directions and then accepting and following the directions because I would ask for directions in the past, but I would never follow them. Today, following the directions and being out of self and extending a hand to anyone, not my selectiveness of who I want to, who I like. No, I have a power greater than myself that loves us all and has us all, no matter what. And this is the power that I take my direction from. And my goal is to follow that power and his directions. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Carmela. Next up, we have Sandra Kay. Sandra. Good morning. This is Sandy Kay from Plantation, Florida, a recovered compulsive overeater. There is a lot in this paragraph, but I think like some other people, um, the word, well, the word willing and spiritual really stuck out for me. Um, When I first came to vision, I heard something for the first time, and that was it's this is not for people who want it. It's not for people who need it. It's the people who will, will work it, who are willing to work it. So for me, willingness is the key that opens up everything. And I don't know if it's the OA 12, uh, OA 12 and 12 or the AA 12 and 12, but I do believe in the, in step one, it says willingness is the key that opens the door. And for me, if I'm not willing, I'm not going to do anything. So sometimes I have to pray to be willing to be willing uh, because that doesn't always come um, naturally to me. And the spiritual, before OA, the things I tried, and there were a lot of them, um, none of them had a spiritual basis, and they all treated the manifestation of my problem, and the manifestation of my problem was fact. Um, Only when I came to OA did it talk about a spiritual solution, and that's why with a spiritual solution, I can always turn to my higher power, even if I turn my back on my higher power for a day or two, I know my higher power is there for me. Um, I just came back from four days away with my 10-year-old granddaughter. For her birthday, we went to Washington, D.C., and we both had a great time. Um, And she's 10 years old, and trust me, she ate stuff that I used to eat, but I don't anymore. And it didn't call to me, but when I came home, and I was alone, I started feeling lonely. But instead of turning to food, I was able to turn to my higher power. And I'm so glad I'm here this morning to read this paragraph with everyone else. And with that, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, Sandy. Next up, we have Victoria L. Victoria. Good morning, everyone. My name is Victoria L., and I live in Muncie, Indiana. You know, the interesting thing about the book is this paragraph is talking about 
you know, they started meetings in the East and they made trips out West. And um, I think about the impossibility of that back in the 1930s when there was no internet, there were no cell phones, you know, lots of people probably didn't even have a regular phone in their house. And yet they were able to spread this meeting across the country, these meetings across the country and eventually across the world. And uh, to me, that's nothing short of divine intervention. And that's how I feel OA is in my life. My journey in OA started in Los Angeles, went to Ojai, California, Ashland, Oregon, Phoenix, Arizona, and now here I am in Muncie, Indiana. Today I have 21 days of abstinence, which is three weeks, which is just a miracle in and of itself. And um, I think the only reason that I've started to actually get quality abstinence is because I took the focus off the weight, which I desperately want to lose and off of abstinence itself and started putting my focus, you know, back on my connection with God and others based on my sponsor's direction. And um, the most meaningful thing to me in my life today is having joined connection with my higher power and with others. And um, don't get me wrong, you know, the weight's really a struggle putting on clothes, you know, I'm getting ready for work this morning and putting on clothes that are too tight or wanting to weigh myself, but committing not to go into compulsive eating behaviors and waiting until 30 days and not making the scale my higher power. I think someone said that earlier. If I step on the scale, um, you know, one pound, I make the scale totally my higher power. One pound is the difference between abstinence or non-abstinence. One pound could get me to sabotage and eat for a whole day. You know, when I was a kid, and then we went trick-or-treating. Most kids take their little basket and, I mean, and they got, you know, they go get their Halloween candy. Did we have a little basket? Oh, no. We had pillowcases. And we filled those pillowcases to the top with candy. And my parents let us take pillowcases out and fill those pillowcases with candy. And I can tell you I'm in my 50s right now. And if I weren't abstinent, there would be a high probability I would be eating a pillowcase full of candy um, around this time. And I'm so grateful um, for the meetings and for technology because where I live, there's like one meeting a week for OA. It's at a time that I can't go. And I would have to try to find a way to travel over two hours round trip to be able to get to an OA meeting. And uh, so the majority of the time I sit on this meeting and I listen to it like a podcast. You know, I've just listened lurking in the background. And my sponsor told me I have to start sharing at least once a week on the line. And, um, you know, so here I am, and that sharing has led me to meeting and talking to people from all over the country, and um, it's given me the gift of abstinence so that hopefully I can survive another night through tomorrow night and stay out of all the sugar of all that Halloween candy and, um, you know, continue the focus on my connection with my higher power, because I know that the moment I pick up the first bite, Whatever that first bite of my non-abstinent food is, it immediately connects and blocks my connection to God. And um, I need that power because lack of power is my dilemma. So anyway, I'm just really grateful for all the people who continuously show up and do service on the line and the people who have long-term recovery that share their experience, strength, and hope so I could learn from each of you. And um, thank you for letting me share this morning, and I'll pass. Well, thank you. I'm glad you spoke up, Victoria. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who shared today. Um, 
today's the share ID for the meeting for this meeting we're just now finishing is twenty thousand seven eighty six two oh seven eight six for today's date which is october thirtieth twenty twenty three we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page one sixty four followed by the serenity prayer Will Nancy P. P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Hi. <clears throat> Good morning, Craig. Um, I will read that. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Oh, this is Nancy P. Recovering in Western Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.